0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie May. This is an OG episode, not like a re released episode. It's a new episode, but just me ranting, talking about my life. A lot of you have sent me messages saying they miss these types of episodes so this is for those people and if you guys don't mind leaving a rate or review for the podcast that would be amazing let us know how you're enjoying it and if you have any suggestions of topics or people you'd like me to interview or talk about or discuss email us comedy at gmail.com if you want to watch this episode it will be available in chunks on youtube and don't forget about the fan page patreon.com forward slash jessiemaypeluso very very excited I appreciate you guys coming back every week to listen to whatever nonsense comes out of my brain, which most of it is nonsense, let's be real, but I'm glad that it connects with a lot of you. I read your messages, I get your emails and your DMs, so I appreciate you guys reaching out. And if you want to call into the pod for a chance to have your question, comment, or concern played on the podcast, call us, 513-916-0930. Oh, those are the church bells. I got to go, but you guys stay right here coming up next a brand new episode of the sharp tongue podcast with the one the only the original host Jesse May Peluso sharp tongue podcast beep 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 you're beep. listening to the sharp tongue podcast I'm your host Jesse May Jessie. Peluso it's a personal. comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're gonna get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody, it's your girl Jessie May. As you know, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast and we're going OG style here. I've got my glass from marshall's with the bedazzled dragonfly nothing says class like a factory installed bedazzled dragonfly that you got for three ninety-nine dollars from marshall's we call this a marshall's find that's right i want to know what your marshall's finds are show me something you got at marshall's or tj maxx or ross dross for loss and let me know you gotta put it on twitter send it to my dm got a hashtag marshall's find if you put it on the socials I want to see what you love that you've purchased because I went to... I I did a threefer this past week. If you hear clinking and clanking, that's because I am opening a bottle of rosé. It's Friday and there is a torrential downpour in Los Angeles. I'm not convinced a tsunami's not coming. I'm pretty sure that I'm in the tsunami zone. You're in the zone. The tsunami zone. And I'm going to go down like one of our classic writers, a little sauced. I'm going to get a little sauced, but, oh, look at that. If that's not the sound of freedom, I don't know what is. Just a little bit. Well, it's a little more than I intended to pour. A little more of a pour. I had a threefer, what we're going to call a uh, world tour of American shopping. None other than a world tour of Ross Dress for Less, TJ Maxx, bringing it home, rounding third for a slide into home base at TJ Maxx. No, I'm sorry, Marshalls. We're sliding into TJ Maxx and Marshalls. All three stores in one afternoon. I almost had a freaking aneurysm. The good kind, if there is one. Imagine an aneurysm, but like positive. So I guess just a pure moment of elation. I did a world tour of shopping and it felt glorious it felt glorious it felt like the world was mine it felt like the world was my oyster you know you go into these stores where you can buy bars of soap or luggage and and baby toys and you realize that the possibilities are endless and you get a little bit more hope you know that's what I felt I felt just a little more hopeful I feel like we could all use a little bit more hope these days I feel like my mic is hot hold on we got a hot mic Hold on, everybody. Let me turn this puppy down. There we go. That's a little bit better. We got a hot mic. Hot mic. I feel like we need just a little bit of hope. That's all. Just something to make us realize that there's something out there to look forward to. And I realized something in this shopping extravaganza that I embarked on during the week. It's the only time to go to Target... Not, well, there was a Target. I, I shopped so hardcore that I forfeited going into Target. I literally shopped until I dropped. And, and and to not walk into Target, that's a sign of sobriety. Which brings me to my point. It's 333 for all of you girls who love your angel numbers. 333. The point being that I think we should enlist a law that allows women to tailgate in the Target. <laughs> Target, that's like a parking lot of Target, which is what we'll call it, a parget. I think there should be a law that allows women to tailgate in the parking lot of a Target, and we'll call it parget. Target tailgating. Who's with me? Now, a lot of these shopping centers that exist throughout the country have an array of options, endless possibilities on the horizon, and Nothing brings me more joy than when I pull in off of a highway in the middle of nowhereville, USA, and I see a Ross dress for less, a TJ Mac and a Marshall's, and I'm like, well today's gonna be a good day. Today's gonna be a great day. <laughs> All of my dreams have come true. I'm going to buy soap and socks and neck pillows, things I'll never use. It's it's just something that it's such a simple pleasure. I think it's what we're missing in life, especially now, the way everything's going. And you guys know the moods I- I've been in and I'm sure the moods you've been in. Shit is frustrating and-, and we need these little moments of happiness. And so it's it's about the simple pleasures. And I think tailgating in a target. <laughs> I should just I was going to say I should just go home, but I'm I'm already home. This is the worst part. Until I get my studio all set up, I'm stuck in this house. I think we should be able to tailgate in a Target parking lot. That's my that's my campaign that I can't get through verbally. And before we get going any further, I have more information on the cheese it dilemma from last week's episode. If you guys tuned into that one, I talked about the dilemma of possibilities. Now, possibilities are good. You know, I'm talking about the possibilities of shopping and how it makes us feel hopeful. Well, sometimes when there's too many possibilities and too many options, it can cause a little bit of stress. But I have an update on the cheese it dilemma, which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast. But since we're on the subject of shopping, I was a victim of a crime recently. And it's a crime that I feel the algorithm is responsible for. Now the algorithm learns our behavioral patterns. Right? So when you're you're on your your phone or your your device or your laptop or whatever, the algorithm learns where you're going. It watches you. You're being watched 24/7. And because of that, it starts to breadcrumb you. You know, it, it, this whole idea of breadcrumbing is not just isolated for human beings. Even algorithm breadcrumbs us. And you're probably like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Well, I was on Twitter posting and scrolling a little bit. And I became a victim of a crime, which is basically baiting that the algorithm puts into your timeline. It baits you. And it does that by dropping, you know, an item that maybe you spoke about with your cousin. You know, a, a trip that you've been mentioning. Like I get all these ads for Italy now because my cousin and I are trying and working on booking a trip to Italy and and I get ads for anything that I mention. I'm sure you guys experience this when you're like, oh, I really wish I had a charcoal toothpaste that I loved. And then the next thing you know, you're on your phone and there's 14 charcoal toothpaste ads. Very specific and very strange. So I was a victim of that and I clicked. It worked. They got me and I ended up purchasing something. (laughs) I ended up purchasing a few things. I will put the link to this in the show notes because I feel like people should be privy to this because some of these items actually are useful and I'm not one to bring people into my bullshit, but I'm going to bring you in. So the ad was the headline on the Twitter timeline was 54 genius products on Amazon. You've never seen before. And that's what always gets me. It's like 54 products. You can't even believe you've been living without. 54 genius products we can't believe that your idiot ass doesn't have in your house right now so I felt triggered and attacked and I clicked some of these items are delightful first of all there's these sheets that have 120,000 reviews that's enough for me I don't need to read one review by the way didn't read one review I said wow that's a lot of reviews click add to the cart it's on my bed right now the sheets are on my bed right now by the way not the greatest sheets have to be honest a little crunchy a little a little a little crusty if i if i'm being completely honest but i feel good that i have something checked off the list cuz i'm a sucker for lists so when it says 54 of the items you should have in your house or 6 of the top reasons i i click that's that's my algorithm i love a list i'm anal retentive i have ocd so I like to check things off. So I check this one off. And maybe some of you might like it. I don't know. The next thing was this tea tree oil body wash refreshes and soothes. Well, I need to be refreshed and soothed. I want to be refreshed and soothed. Bought it. Haven't used it yet. But the first thing it says is it helps to soothe body and foot odor. And I don't know if that's something that needs to be soothed or just washed. Like I don't want to soothe my odor. I want to get rid of it. You know, it's like if you have a toxic person in your house, you're not going to soothe them. You want to freaking kick them out. I don't want you here anymore. You're disrupting my peace and my harmony. So they might want to reword that little part. But other than that, I'll let you know how it goes. I almost bought the UV light. This angry orange pet odor, Eliminator and UV flashlight are a dream team. Do you see how the word and the wording and, and the phrasing sounds kind of hypnotic a dream team I need a dream team odor eliminator and flashlight combo how have I been existing without this I almost bought it I have to be honest it's in the cart. I don't know if I need it but I have three dogs and I think in this situation ignorance might be bliss can you imagine I turn off all my lights and the whole place is just lit up I can't even tell where there isn't piss I don't need that kind of honesty and truth in my life I think some things are best left In the unknown category. Let's just file that in the unknown. Not need to know. No need to know. We don't need to know. Category. Almost bought the leggings. I love these best-selling leggings with 70,000 reviews. I don't believe it because I have left reviews because Amazon's given me money to do that. Now, this isn't a part-time job. I'm going to be honest. The the couple things I left reviews on, they weren't necessarily the greatest. I just wanted the $50 gift card. I'm sure you guys have done it too. If you haven't, you can make a nice dime lying on Amazon. So I I didn't buy the leggings. I didn't buy the pillows. I almost bought a garbage can for my car, which I think is just a fast pass to having a junky car. I don't think we need a, a trash can in a vehicle that you're just spending a little bit of time in. Now, if you're living in your car, by all means, get a trash can, but also maybe you should be saving your money on, on, like getting a more stable living abode. You know, maybe one that's not on wheels. And, and that's not to say all houses on wheels aren't great, but I think you might have your priorities a little messed up here in this situation. But there's 54 things on this list. I'm not going to go through every single thing. There's a couple things that just look useful, a couple things with high reviews and, and interesting items. You know, for some reason, COVID has allowed us the luxury of having our fashion provided by Amazon which I think is a something we should use uh, relatively conservatively I don't think we need to be shopping for clothes on Amazon all the time that being said I have a full fucking closet filled with Amazon clothing so I, I'm not really walking the talk or talking the walk in this scenario but there are some items that are good I will say that I did buy a real nerdy item I damn I wish I had it it's the it's the neck I think I might have put it on the podcast before. It's the neck light for people who read at night and it looks like you're going to go spelunking. It's this little neck light and they've got, you know, it looks like the the alien arms from War of the Worlds and I'm just sitting with that wrapped around my neck cozied up with a book at night wondering how I'm single. How could this beautiful studious creature with the, 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 gift of light be single? Well, because this item, it just screams, it, it, it screams <laughs> dying alone. This should go in the dying alone category, but it's really useful and it's great for travel. So there's a bunch of things on this list that I fell a victim to when I put things in the cart and I purchased them. So I will be putting this link in the show notes just to share, you know, sharing is caring and I'm interested to see what people end up purchasing and and what resonates with you guys. So that will go in the show notes. And I've been on this, this kick of, of letting you know what's bothering me and trying to be honest about it. Here's one thing that I think maybe you guys can relate to. I have never been good at math never been good at math i had a math tutor throughout all of my education from being in first grade all the way through graduating from high school i had a tutor pretty much because i just could not concept grab grasp the concept of math it was something that just escaped me and it there's too much complexities and i so much so many that we don't use in our daily life unless you become like an accountant or an engineer or something in a very specific field, I don't need to know anything beyond adding or, or subtracting. Let's be real. I don't need to know that anyways. We have calculators. We have our cell phones. Why do I have to know how to divide things? Why, why do I have to, you know, I, I'm carrying enough. I don't want to also carry the one. Do you feel me? I want to put some things down. So I'm, I'm quitting math and I'm, I'm canceling math because it just pits, it pisses me off. It pisses me off that I can't do basic addition or subtraction anymore. My brain is completely crumbling into itself. You can tell because I kept saying uh, parget, which I still might, I might buy that word and turn it into something and invite you guys to my first parget party. (laughs) The other thing I realized that kind of bothers me this past week is how comfortable I've become to certain luxuries in life. Now, when we have luxuries, they stop becoming luxuries and they start becoming the norm. And then we become complacent and we lose this feeling and sense of gratitude and gratefulness for what we have. We sometimes become complacent with a lot of things that should be something that is regarded and revered as as a luxury. Case in point, car starters. Now, living in LA, I don't really and haven't really needed a car starter That's not to say there aren't really hot days where you get in and it's like a sauna in there and it would be nice to have it on and getting cool before you get into the car. But that's the problem is now in L.A., it's so cold. And I know people that are living in the middle of the country, Chicago, other places, the Snowbell, even where I'm from, Syracuse, you guys are like, okay, screw you. You don't know cold. Well, I know cold because I grew up on the East Coast technically upstate New York, but close to the East coast. I had winters and snowstorms well into May. We grew up with nor'easters. You don't know what it is. Google it and come at me after. I know weather. I can handle weather. I grew up in it and being acclimated to the weather out in LA. Now with this unprecedented winter that we're having, I've started using my car starter to, to warm it up for the first time ever. I've lived in LA for seven or eight years this is the first time I've really used the car starter to warm it up and it makes me realize how that is conditioning me to always be comfortable and I don't think that's good I don't think it's good to have these luxuries turn into almost a requirement for our existence now there's some of you out there that are probably like screw you I don't have a car starter I didn't ask for it. It just came with the car. And also I got the car from the East Coast. So it was, it's a unique thing to have out here. And the West Coast, you know, I've got seat warmers, which I'm using a seat warmer. Who am I? Am I 90? Somewhere along the line. Overnight, I turned into a 90 year old woman. And now I require a car starter and seat heaters. Oh, you better believe I'm kicking on the steering wheel heater. Are you kidding me? It's 60 degrees in LA. I'm going to catch hypothermia. I have become such a weak person out here. And it's to the point where I'm starting to want to strip myself of these luxuries because I'm taking them for granted. I'm expecting to get into my car at a perfect climate. I wanted a perfect climate. I want to go from a perfect climate into a perfect climate. And that's no good for life. There's no growth in those situations. There's no struggle. There's only comfort and contempt. That's it. And I don't want to become that person. So I'm going to try and not use my car starter. It's so cold. Oh, help. It's so cold. I'm going to try not to use my seat heater. And the problem is when you use those things, your body gets used to them. And so when they're not on, your body's like, wait a minute. I'm not comfortable. I can't be expected to exist in this environment. My butt is air is, 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 is the temperature of the air right now. And I need it to be warmer or cooler depending on what the air temperature is. And it's not, and I don't know how to exist in life. This is why struggle is so important, even when it comes to the temperature of your car. So I am challenging myself to not be so comfortable when I get into my car. I realized I was a little bit of a bitch this past week with all the weather. And it, let's be real comparative to the rest of the country. It's not that bad. LA like, Oh my God, it's raining. We're going to die. And no one can drive. I was going to blast through Ross, Target, and TJ Maxx and Marshalls again today, but i it's not worth risking my life. It is and it's not. If it were sunny and I could do a tailgating party, you better believe I've already left the house and I'm, I'm two comforters deep in a Marshalls ready to redecorate the entire bedroom, which I am about to do as well. That's a treat to myself for the next big check that I get, or whenever I get paid again, (laughs) I want to redo my bedroom. And that's something I do four times a year. So I need a Marshalls and a Target and a TJ Maxx to help me decorate and use, you know, uh, be able to shop on that budget to be able to redo an entire bedroom. Let's see what else has bothered me. This is something I was discussing with uh, my marketer, Saiba, at at Cloud10. We had a lovely lunch and... You know, she she actually was helping me when I was sort of bitching about stuff. She's like, this is good for the podcast. This is good for the podcast. So shout out to Saiba for being a a good bounce board for for my conversation. We were talking about watching this show that just came out. Oh, what was the freaking show? Why can't I remember it now? Um, oh, dang. It was it's just a new show. Oh, WeWork. Duh. It's, it's a show about the guy who created WeWork, who is, I'm sure you guys, some of you already know about it. It's old news per se. And I had never watched the series. It's with Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto. Leto, Leto, Leto. And I binged it. And she was saying how she was watching it on a Delta flight. And we both commiserated over the fact that Delta only gives you two episodes, which you can't technically binge. What am I going to do with two episodes, Delta. Why are you breadcrumbing me? I'm just getting breadcrumbed left and right. That's why I don't like to watch TV on Delta because I want to be able to binge. I want to turn into a, to a fiend. I, I need to be able to become a crackhead. And then it's almost like, well, this is why they give you two episodes because that gets you fiend and more, and that turns you into, into more of a crackhead. You're like, man, what, I got to get one more episode. What do I got to do? What do I got to do to get another episode? It's like a cheap. What, what, would it kill you to put four up? I feel like four is a solid binge. I feel like four is the binge minimum, right? Any more than that, you're like, well, I did nothing today. Any less, it's not really a binge. You're just watching a couple episodes. I feel like four is a sweet spot. So uh, we need to let Delta know that they need to include more episodes on the good shows like We Work, which I suggest you guys watch just to see what this guy accomplished and how much of a loony tune he was. Adam Newman Looney Tune, and his wife was Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin or is Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. She seems actually really interesting. She seems like a really interesting person. I mean, here in L.A., the thing is, is you can't tell who's out of work or who created WeWork because they look the same. The homeless and the billionaires dress the same out here, so it's very confusing. I've talked about this in my stand-up, and it's not meant to demean Persons experiencing homelessness Which is what we have to call them out here We don't have a cure for homelessness We just have a new term We've put all of our resources into a new term Not to finding a cure Yay California I'll say less But I can't binge on two episodes So I need Deltas to step up their game And figure it the frick out Truly, truthfully, honestly Figure it out um, I read an article This week I decided that I'm going to be reading articles and sharing them with you guys, because something I discovered is that I don't read as much as I used to, and I love to read, and it takes a concerted effort to sit down and read sometimes now, and I feel like that has to do with the COVID brain, or just being exhausted and overworked and stressed and under, re, underslept if that's even a word, um, and I've decided to include what I'm reading for you guys to maybe motivate you and give you something to read as well. Nothing too big or too involved, not a big commitment, just a quick little article. Maybe it can be useful. So this article I found was uh The New Yorker. Oh wait, no, this is the one for next week. Oops. Oh, this is one for the week after. That one's with Woody Harrelson. I've got them all lined up for you guys. The title of this article is REM sleep is magical. Here's what the experts know. Dreaming, memory making, problem solving, a lot happens during the most active sleep phase. And I decided to just read a little bit about it because I know a little bit about REM, but I don't know the full scope of why it's important. So let's get into a little bit, a couple of the points here, and then I'm going to leave the rest of the article for you guys to read because that's the whole point. So it basically says that REM is also called paradoxical sleep or active sleep, which doesn't sound restful to me. It says REM sleep is actually very close to being awake. Well, what, what, then is that good? I don't want to be close to being awake. The problem is I'm more close to being awake than I am to being asleep. So REM sounds like the enemy here. It honestly sounds like the enemy. And I've had... A pipe dream, I guess I'll call it because I think I'm too scared to actually do it, to go to one of those sleep institutions and have them watch me while I sleep. I don't even think I'll be able to sleep. How do those people sleep in those in those those buildings? Just My nightmare is someone watching me while I sleep, but I, I have a dream, a pipe dream of doing that and, and getting all the data. I'm a big fan of data. But it says before scientists discovered REM sleep in the 1950s, it wasn't that clear about what was happening in the brain at night. And today, they understand that sleep is highly active. It's a highly active process composed of very different types of rest, REM, which in some ways doesn't seem like rest at all. See? So while the body typically remains off during REM, the brain is very much on. It's generating vivid dreams as well as synthesizing memories and knowledge. They're still working out to unravel exactly how strange the state of consciousness works. Now, this is the thing that blows my mind. All the money we're spending in different areas of of human, how do I say this, the human experience, not that they're necessary or unnecessary, just the wild ways in the medical industry where money is spent, i.e. gender reconstructive surgery, or even just people getting stuff pumped in their butts, and breast implants, and enhancements, and face reconstruction which can happen after a terrible burn or somebody just doesn't like their face places where all the money is spent in these different areas of of the medical industry and then there's this where we still don't know what happens when we sleep I feel like that maybe we might want to take that should take precedent over a lot of other of these these procedures because I feel like the more we understand about our brain, the more we can understand about why we're having all these procedures done. It just seems like it might be more of a priority. I could be wrong. Interested to see what you guys think and hear about what you guys think about this. But I think sleep sounds more important than all the other things that we're spending our money on and, and, and just our bodies in general. Um, through the night, we're going in and out of this rhythmic symphonic pattern of various stages of sleep. So there's non-REM stages one, two, three, and REM. That's a lot of stages, man. It just, it sounds, it feels like the human evolutionary chart. There's so many stages in different processes of our body. It's exhausting. There's too much information. Just sleep alone. We're just trying to understand how to get rest. I just want to sleep through the entire night. So this article goes on to explain R.E.M. a little bit and the benefits of R.E.M. sleep, which are very interesting. Um, It's still there's still a lot of unknowns. And so they go on to mention dreaming. The majority of our vivid dreaming takes place during R.E.M. So that's where I'm interested, because I love vivid dreams. It feels like the only streaming service I have that I don't have to pay for but I'm probably paying for it emotionally during the day somehow. And that's why these dreams are so vivid because I haven't given my brain enough time to process whatever stresses it's trying to showcase in a feature film at night. But that's interesting to me that, that the vivid dreaming takes place in the REM. So I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can get some more REM sleep, what I need to do to get some more sleep. But you guys should check this out. You should check out the article It also says, it goes on and on and says certain behaviors can specifically compromise your REM sleep. Cutting your sleep short by going to bed late and then using an alarm clock to wake you up can put you at risk for chronic deprivation of REM sleep. A lot of us probably do this. I know I do sometimes if I have a late set, I like to get up and normally, naturally, I wake up at 5 a.m. I don't physically get out of bed at that point because I like to meditate and sort of get myself up. Not at leisure, but I kind of allow my body to let me know when it's time to actually rise. But sometimes we're working late, and I'm sure you guys get woken up by alarms all the time, which feels like such an infringement on my privacy. (laughs) It's so disruptive, and it feels destructive as well. Um, But this is apparently something that can really affect your REM. So... It mentions having the same bedtime and same rise time is something that can help you access REM sleep more consistently. Just something to think about. It also says having an alcoholic drink before bed also markedly impairs your REM sleep. That's too bad. The process of metabolizing alcohol produces compounds that affect your sleep cycle regulation, which... I'm sure a lot of you have experienced, I know if I even have one drink, my sleep is messed up. So a simple solution, have your drinks earlier in the day. I solved the problem. So I'll put that link in the article, uh, the article link in the show notes so you guys can read the entire thing yourselves. And then because of the phone's always listening and because I'm a nerd, I get articles from the science space, which is Quora. It's a science website. And I also get articles from a couple different websites, you know, like Reddit and things like that, that I'll be incorporating into the episodes. But because of the fact that the phones are always listening, I got this article from the science space. Are there any animals that don't sleep? Which ones? I thought, well, this is perfect. We have to talk about this. The funny thing is that scientists aren't entirely sure why humans need to sleep. See, no one knows why we need to sleep. Why are we spending money on ass implants? We have to focus on this. Sleep is so—if sleep is so important and we haven't figured it out, maybe we should pause all of our all other activities until further notice. Um, we know sleep accelerates recovery, but we also recover when we're awake too. So there's a good number of species that don't sleep. Spiders don't. Oh God! I wish I didn't read this. <laughs> They just continue on in perpetuity, waiting for prey to fall into their lap. That sounds exhausting. It sounds exhausting. The most interesting non-sleepers are dolphins. What? Dolphins don't sleep. I don't know why it makes me sad. They never fully go to sleep. They put on one side of their brain to sleep at a time while they go about their day. Now that sounds frickin' great. Selective sleep? Wouldn't that be great if you could just shut off part of your brain? I feel like we do that anyways. Like maybe daydreaming is kind of equivalent of shutting your brain off. It's called unispheric sleep. They don't sleep at all for the first month of their life. I mean, maybe that's that's why they end up trying to sexually assault humans in the ocean. They didn't get enough sleep in their, in their childhood. And their brains are all messed up. Animals that don't sleep still go up and down in varying levels of stimulation. They use their decompression time as a form of sleep. That time you spend lounging, scrolling, on social media is their version of sleep. So it, look at the picture of this little spider. He's so freaking cute. He looks like he could use a nap, though. He looks jacked up, right? He looks really jacked up. He looks like he, he's smiling, but it's that type of smile where you're about to have a breakdown. You know, you're like, I, I haven't gotten a full night's sleep in four days, and... I just feel like the world is closing in on me and I just want to close my eyes. That's what this guy looks like. He is so cute. <laughs> also, why does he have like the greatest headshot ever? This spider needs to send this on back pages or something. He needs to to uh, submit to, to some new shows on Apple. This guy is adorable. He's so cute. Look at him. He, he definitely needs a nap though. But that's interesting that dolphins don't sleep and spiders don't sleep. Sorry for your new nightmare fuel, everybody. I apologize now I told you in the beginning of this episode and we're gonna keep this one short and sweet for you guys this week I I have a couple funny things so at the beginning of this episode I told you I had a cheese it dilemma recap now somebody sent me this a fan sent me a, a, a response to the cheese it situation oh wait you know what I actually have to get uh let me where did where did that email come in. I feel like some fans sent me an email about the cheese it dilemma as well. So a fan sent me a link to a video. Bocofelli, Bocofelli, which sounds very Italian. He posted a video of him eating the cheese it pizza. He says it's such a fever dream should Cheese it and Pizza Hut bring it back. So I guess it was a, a combo platter. Of a Cheez-It and Pizza Hut pizza, which sounds like it's just a gut party and not in a good way. Like Your gut is like this beautiful Airbnb that you've invested in and then the Cheez-It pizza is the very irresponsible renters who come in and totally trash it. And I I love my gut too much, but man, I have to be honest, even though I talked so much junk on Cheez-It last week, this looks actually kind of delicious. Of all those varieties. See, this is a different item, though. It's not necessarily a Cheez-It as much as it is an evolution of the Cheez-It. And it's a little creative. I have to be honest. I'm here for the creativity. I'm here for it being an actual meal. And it's, it, looks, it looks like it causes you to need an evening alone. This is not something you eat on a hot date. Okay, that's all I'll say. And I want to shout out to Cheez-Its and tell them to come at me. You know, send me some product. Let me be your new poster girl. I get an email here from Eric Fisher. I hope I can say your name. You didn't say I couldn't. He said, hi, I like white cheddar because they're kind of sour. Classic cheez It suffer from the same problem as Doritos. You eat a few, they coat your mouth, and you don't taste them anymore. White cheddar breaks through that. Don't hold that against me while you consider hiring me as a still photographer for your new horror movie. All the best, Eric Fisher. I got to say, the sour part turns me off. But you do have a point that maybe the white cheddar is a creation because the Cheez-Its get so bland in your mouth. You're not wrong. There really is a, a Cheez-It coating that happens in your mouth. And I think that's kind of what be- makes you become a part of the Cheez-It cult. You know, the coating is the thing that makes you want to eat Cheez-Its more because it just coats your mouth and it's actually coating your soul. And so that's the way Cheez-Its are ste- that's how Cheez-Its are stealing our soul by coating our mouth in that cheesy goodness. And it sounds like white cheddar is uh, still disgusting because the idea of sour I just it's something about it. I just have an, an aversion to it. I'm staying classic, Eric. I respect your game, but I gotta say I disagree. I gotta say I disagree with you loving the white cheddar, but I'm glad you found your flavor. There's certainly plenty of cheez it flavors to go around. So shout out to the fan who who sent me this clip and thank you, Eric, for your email. We also have another email here. Let's see. Um, I mentioned the story about, this is, excuse me, from the cocaine bear minimum. This is an email from Marion and the subject is swear words and boys. So if you guys didn't listen to that episode of the cocaine bear, I talk about my Nephew Elliot getting in trouble and writing the word fuck on a note and passing it around school. I also talk crack crap about the cocaine bear of it all, which is a whole other conversation we can have next week. But Marion says hello, love your podcast on sharp tongue, the cocaine bear minimum. Regarding little big anyone and swear words, you can't escape it. Are kids liking the reaction they get using them? That's true. I have three boys in quotations, well, in parentheses, men now, 32, 33, and 34. Wow. When they started to swear, I simply said, I know you're going to swear, not worried about it. What I will say and ask is pick your audience. Don't swear at school, number one. Number two, in front of mom or grandma or aunties, most women. Three, keep it between you and your brothers, your guy friends. It's a teaching moment about respect, not discipline. Interesting. Interesting. When you give them some control and trust, it works wonders. Well, I like that. So you created a list. One, don't swear at school. Two, don't swear in front of mom, grandma, aunties, or women. Three, keep it between you and your brothers and your guy friends. For the teacher, she could have approached with, I am not sure your table mate's family would be happy that you're sharing that word. And we don't want anyone in trouble. What other things can we share? Jokes, farts, pictures, etc. Or what do you think the moms and dads will say? Do you think we should save that word and not use it in class? Simple. Have a fabulous week. Marion. Marion, you should be a teacher. It sounds like having three boys has instilled you with the ability to communicate clearly and without becoming overbearing and not too domineering. You're just creating boundaries and also allowing the room and, and opportunity of choice, which instills some confidence and respect as well. So I love that. It's a teaching moment about respect, not discipline. If you guys want to hear more about how my nephew wrote fuck on a note, check out the Cocaine Bear minimum episode. Now, I've been firing a lot at you guys. (laughs) I got good sleep last night. I don't know if it was REM sleep, but I wanted to hop on and blast off on a couple of things this week and keep this episode somewhat short and sweet. But something funny happened when I was Googling a friend's net worth, which aren't it's just never accurate. So I decided to Google mine. It says, Jesse Mae Peluso updated on January 29th, 2023. Let's see what it says. Jesse Mae Peluso estimated net worth biography, age, height, dating, relationship records, yikes, salary, income, cars, lifestyle, and many more details have been up- updated below. What? By who? Both of my parents are dead. Who has all this information? Let's check. How rich is Jesse May Peluso in 2019 through 2020? Scroll below and check more details, information about current net worth as well as money, yearly salary, expenses, and income reports. Damn, that's not everyone's business. If Trump doesn't have to show, I don't have to show. This is an infringement on my privacy. Again, that's what this whole episode's about. Amazon infringing on my on my shopping privacy you guys this article this is on let's see this website is popularbio.com jesse may peluso was born in syracuse new york on september 16th 1982 that's not that's that's no secret famous for her work on mtv series girl code she's also recognized for appearances on bethany what is that was i on bethany oh frankel i i did that i don't remember that uh Famous, for, she's also recognized for recognized for her appearances on Bethany, Chelsea, Lately, and Philosophy. In addition, she launched the Sharp Tongue Comedy Podcast and toured to numerous comedy venues and festivals. This sounds like it was written by an AI. She and her girl code castmate Carly developed a close friendship and formed a touring comedy act. She began her career as a stand-up comic at a Cambridge, Massachusetts venue called Improv Boston and went on to perform at New York's Broadway Comedy Club. Wow, this is all terrible bio and first of all it wasn't Improv Boston where I first started stand-up it was the Cantab Lounge they have a used to have a club below it called the Third Rail I don't remember oh yeah the Broadway Comedy Club I do remember that place in New York on Popular Bio she's one of the most she's one of the successful uh, this is why I think it's AI even though I sound like I'm AI right now reading this on Popular Bio she is one of the successful comedian she has ranked on the list of those famous people who were born in Syracuse on On September 16th, she is one of the richest comedian who was born in New York. She also has a position among the list of most popular comedian. I feel like this is written by a robot. Jessie Mae is one of the famous people in our database with the age of 36 years old. Not accurate. They just updated this. I'll take it. I mean, I'll take the four years off. Okay, where's the net worth? Jessie Mae Peluso's estimated net worth, salary, income, blah, 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 blah. Jessie Mae Peluso. Okay, according to Wikipedia, Forbes, IMDb, and various online resources, famous comedian Jessie Mae Peluso's net worth is $30 million. <laughs> <laughs> At the age of 36 years old, she earned the money being <coughs> a professional comedian. What? Jessie Mae Peluso's net worth $30 $30 Oh my God. I don't know what makes me sadder that I'm not 36 or that I don't have $30 million. This is really depressing way to wrap up this episode on the fact that I don't have $30 million. Damn, this AI though, it has a lot of faith in my career, so I might need it to write me some other stuff. Maybe I should just have this AI write a script for me because at least it shoots for the stars. It gave me four years off, well, added four years to my life and and, in about 30 million to my bank account. So, this is gravely inaccurate. I'm rich! Oh, I thought this this world was ending. Turns out I am going to go down, with the apocalypse surrounding me, a 30 millionaire. You guys, I gotta go, because it looks like I'm going to risk the rain and head to Marshalls, TJ Maxx, and Ross Dressful S. Now that I know that I'm a freaking millionaire. Hope you guys had a great week. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to send me an email. If you guys want to have your questions or comments read on the podcast, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my website for tour dates, jessiemay.com. I am traveling all over the country. I'm going to be in Philly, Chicago, New Hampshire, uh, Arizona, um, Seattle, Washington, a bunch of, of cities throughout the country, Key West, Florida, and just a whole bunch of places. Go to jessimay.com to see where I'm coming, if I'm coming near you, a city near you. And thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old.